0: Agenda, a voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath,
1: and hello, Las Vegas. Happy Wednesday, one and all. Hope you are doing well. So each year, the uh, our our Congress has a congressional baseball game. They play Republicans versus Democrats, and it's just a fun way for them to get out, get. out, away from the politics a little bit and have some friendly uh, competition last year the 2016 congressional baseball game and I believe all the profits from this go to charity uh, the congressional at the congressional baseball game Republicans won uh, for the first time since 2008 it had been a long losing streak for the GOP but so they do this every year they have this charity baseball game and the the con our Congressman will practice in preparation for this game. This morning, the GOP was out practicing in Alexandria, Virginia. A man walked up to the field, as he was walking up to the field, asked individuals who were leaving the field if it was Republicans or Democrats out on the field practicing. When he found out it was Republicans, he took a rifle to the field and estimates are he got off 50 to 60 rounds before being uh, killed or shot and possibly killed. Uh, If you're listening during the live programming, they're not sure yet. We have some conflicting reports on that because this has just happened uh, shortly before I came on the air. So I'm just learning about it as we are here, as you're learning about it. So I want to talk about what actually happened the facts that we know right now and then and then offer some some thoughts on this. Fox News is reporting that Steve Scalise representative Steve Sc- Steve Scalise he is the House majority whip. He and his aide were both shot uh, in this shooting. Fox News is reporting that uh, They were shot by a rifle-wielding gunman who sprayed a hail of bullets at a GOP baseball practice in Virginia this morning before U.S. Capitol Police took the gunman down. Scalise was badly injured, according to a tweet from President Trump, but is expected to recover. A spokesperson from Scalise said he was stable and undergoing surgery after being shot in the hip. Five people were transported medically from the scene, Alexandria Police Chief Michael Brown said. It appeared that included Scalise, a congressional aide, the gunman, and two law enforcement officers, one of whom was hit by fragments. Senator Rand Paul, a Republican from Kentucky, told Fox News, we were like sitting ducks. Without the Capitol Police, it would have been a massacre, Paul said, describing the scene as sort of a killing field. President Trump tweeted tweeted, uh, this morning, he said, Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana, a true friend and patriot, was badly injured but will fully recover. Our thoughts and prayers are with him. The gunman was shot by Capitol Police and Alexandria Police, apprehended and taken to the hospital, officials said. However, Senator Mike Lee told Fox News that the gunman was killed. The incident occurred at Simpson Field in Alexandria, about 10 miles from Washington, D.C. The Vice President and I are aware of the shooting incident in Virginia and are monitoring developments closely, President Trump said in a statement. We are deeply saddened by this tragedy. Our thoughts and prayers are with the members of Congress, their staffs, Capitol Police, first responders, and all others affected. The Department of Homeland Security was monitoring the episode, and the FBI was also involved. Representative Roger Williams, a Republican from Texas, was seen being taken from the field on a stretcher, but he was reportedly injured while jumping into the dugout as the shots rang out. He was, it's not, what they're saying is it was, he was not shot. His injury uh, was from jumping into the dugout when the shots began. Williams' office released a statement saying a staffer, however, had been shot. Representative Ruben Cohen from Las Vegas uh, posted a picture of House Democrats praying at their practice for their baseball colleagues after hearing about the shooting. It's really a, a moving image. Finally, the shooter was shot behind home plate as he was circling around to the first base dugout where there were a number of U.S. congressmen and other folks. Representative Mo Brooks from Alabama told FM Talk 1065. Our security detail was able to incapacitate him at that point. I don't know if he, the shooter, was dead. He was wounded. I don't know how many times he was wounded. Brooks reportedly used a belt as a tourniquet to stop the bleeding of an aide who was shot in the leg. Representative Ron DeSantis, a Republican from Florida, told Fox News he left just before the shooting. As he walked to his car, a man asked DeSantis if it was Republicans or Democrats practicing. About three minutes later, at around 7.15 a.m. Eastern Time, the shooting began. It reportedly lasted about 10 minutes. Representative Brad Wenstrup, a, uh, a a veteran, told Fox News he felt like he was in Iraq but without his weapon. Behind third base, I see a rifle. I hear Steve Scalise over near second base scream, Brooks said. While all this is going on, Steve Scalise, our whip, was lying on the ground near the second base position, crawling into right field, leaving a trail of blood. Brooks said the gunman was using the dugout as cover and estimated the assailant got off 50 to 100 shots during the attack on the 15 to 25 people gathered at the field. We were there within three minutes, Brown said. Two of our officers engaged in gunfire and returned fire. Aside from Scalise, Williams, Paul, Brooks, Wenstrup, and DeSantis, Senator Jeff Flake and Representatives Mike Bishop, Jack Bergman, Chuck Fleshenman, and Joe Barton were also at the field. A photographer and Bishop's aide were present as well. Alexandria schools were placed on lockdown as the incident unfolded. Scalise, 51, is the House Majority Whip. He has represented Louisiana's first congressional district since 2008 and chairs the House Republican Study Committee. He is married with two children. Scalise's district includes New Orleans. Since he is in leadership, Scalise has a security detail. Scalise, who studied computer science at Louisiana State University, worked as a systems engineer before launching his political career. Scalise endorsed President Trump during last year's presidential campaign and has been a vocal backer of Trump's travel ban. As leader of the powerful study group, he has also spearheaded the effort to repeal and replace Obamacare. The congressional baseball game is scheduled for June 15th at Nationals Park. The game, which has been a tradition since 1909, pits Senate and House members of each party who sport the uniform of their home It's just terrible news. Representative Mark Waller, The Week is reporting. Representative Mark Waller says the gunman targeted the congressional baseball practice to, quote, kill as many Republican members as possible. Shortly after the shooting Wednesday morning at a congressional baseball practice, Representative Mark Waller, a Republican from North Carolina, told NBC News that it appeared the gunman was there to kill as many Republican members as possible. Walker, who was at the practice for the upcoming annual congressional game in Alexandria, Virginia, confirmed he was shaken, but okay. Representative Ron DeSantis from Florida recounted an odd encounter he had as he was leaving the field just minutes before the shooting. There was a guy that walked up to us that was asking whether it was Republicans or Democrats out there, and it was just a little odd, DeSantis told Fox News. Multiple people, including Majority Whip Representative Steve Scalise, two Capitol Hill police officers, and a congressional aide were reportedly injured. The Week is also reporting that the officer who took down the congressional baseball practice shooter was reportedly nearly taken down himself. Senator Jeff Flake, a Republican from Arizona, Watched the events unfold and said that it was a member of House Majority Whip Steve Scalise's security detail who helped put the shooter in custody. That Capitol Police officer, though, had reportedly already been shot in the leg when he was in pursuit of the gunman. That's like superhero type stuff. Senator Rand Paul... You probably know him. He's a Republican from Kentucky. He told reporters the only reason Capitol Police were at the game in the first place was because Scalise, being the House Whip, was in attendance. If they hadn't been there, it would have been a massacre. That's what Senator Rand Paul said. Just awful. <sighs> Who... I I don't... I don't understand why. The congressional baseball game is scheduled to take place tomorrow. I don't know if it will still take place tomorrow. My guess is... It would, but we will see. Um, i i I have so many thoughts on this, and I don't even know where to begin because this is a culture that we have created. We've moved past now officially religious persecution. Now we saw that in Columbine. We saw the the testimonies of young people who when they were asked, are you a Christian? And they said yes, that they were uh, murdered mercilessly. But now we have someone who walks up to a field where he knows it's a congressional baseball practice. The Democrats were practicing as well this morning. And as he's walking up he said are those Republicans or Democrats out there? When he finds out it's Republicans he hunkers down in the dugout they're not using and starts shooting. This is not this is not where we should be at as a culture. This isn't helpful. And all of the rhetoric, all of the nastiness, all of the personal attacks that we hear, not just politicians and politicians on both sides. This isn't a, this, I'm not saying this is a Democrat issue by any means. When we make politics personal, When we choose to talk about the people, rather than about the policies and philosophies that they embrace, this is where this leads. When we engage in hero worship and and have this idea that anyone, as long as they're on my side and have, if I have an R after my name, then as long as they have an R after their name, they're a good guy. And if I'm a democrat as long as they have a D after their name they're a good guy. This is where this is where this leads. Don't you see we 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 argue and we fight and we post things on social media that should never be posted on social media. Don't you understand it's not worth it? Have a conversation about policy. Have a conversation about what you believe. But a conversation about what you believe is different than a confrontation where all you're out to do is attack and belittle. And when that doesn't work, go after the person's character. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have high standards for our leaders, that we shouldn't want them uh, to hold a, a certain position in our society and to be men of good character. We should want that. But what I'm saying is, when our politics is more focused on personal attacks and digging up dirt and mocking. Here's a perfect example Baron Trump's t shirt yesterday. Baron Trump's t shirt was the subject of criticism from both sides yesterday for hours on social media this is what we were going to talk about this is what we we're going to do when it came to politics yesterday's big story was that baron trump wore a t-shirt i think it said uh the boss or the ex- the expert it said the expert comedians politicians everybody in between had comments about baron trump's t-shirt i mean what is this is he 13 14 seriously You have nothing better to do than mock a child's t shirt. Look, I'm not I'm not President Trump's biggest fan. I never have been. If you listen to the show, you know that. But I respect him because he is the president, just as I respected Barack Obama because he was the president. I didn't ever mock Sasha or Murlia. That's unnecessary and it's not helpful. I saw someone earlier this week posted a photo of, of uh, Donald Trump's sons. And they're like, the caption was something like, apparently Donald Trump hates this photo of his sons. Don't share it. Be sure you don't share it. And it was a very unflattering photo. But people were sharing this all over social media because it was an easy way to mock the president and to mock his children. You don't want an unflattering photo of you shared on social media. Of course you don't. But apparently, because they're the president's children, it's okay. Because we don't like the president. Because he's not our party. If you want to have a conversation about actual issues, I'm all for it. Have that conversation. Have that argument. Our founding fathers argued vehemently for their positions. But you know what I've not... Seen as what our founding fathers are remembered for. Now, granted, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, they had some they had some tips. But that's not what we remember. That's not what they're known for. That's not what made America great, if you will. No, what they're remembered and known for is how they worked through their differences, how they had. Real conversations about policy and about governing, and we're able, after working through it together, to create the greatest nation on the face of the earth. The United States of America has seen unparalleled success compared to any other country in this world's history. And we could talk about ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Fine, just go with modern history, if you will. That's not the point. I'm not talking about that today. My point is this. It's time for us to stop with the nonsense. You may not like Donald Trump's policies. You may not like his politics. Fine. I don't agree with him all the time either. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I even agreed with Barack Obama when he was president. That's okay. They don't have to be on quote my team for me to recognize when they do something good or for me to recognize when they do something that's not so good. And you can have those conversations, but it's these personal attacks. It's this hatred, this bitterness, this, this, this just pure rage that seems to be driving. I mean, I, I have friends on social media who, who their entire life, like, it seems they're they're just, they're obsessed with this. Ever since the election, two, three, four, five times a day, just posting something hateful about Donald Trump or Republicans. And I'm sick of it. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yes, sure, I'm a registered Republican. I'm a registered Republican, because in Pennsylvania, the only way to vote in a Republican primary was to be as a Republican, because it's a closed primary state, right? So growing up, it was a matter of uh, if, if Republicans, growing up, were the party that most represented what I believed. And so I wanted to pick out of the Republicans, because Republicans, just like Democrats, there's a whole flavorful of different brands, Right? So I wanted to be able to vote in primary so that I could pick the one that I thought most aligned with my beliefs. So I was a registered Republican. I'm in Nevada. I'm a registered Republican here too. But that wouldn't matter. I would be saying this exact same thing if this shooting had happened at a Democratic baseball game. Because both sides are doing this. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Republicans who think that Donald Trump can do nothing wrong simply because he is currently a Republican. I'm sick of Democrats who think he can do nothing right because he is currently a Republican. And I think, perhaps, if your life is consumed, like, just go, just go scroll through your social media, okay? If 90% or more of your social media posts ...are about politics, but not about actual policies, not about actual laws or legislation that's being debated, but instead about a individual or that individual's children and ways that you can mock or belittle them, then perhaps... You've lost focus on the issue. That's what I'm talking about today. Or the other extreme. If 90% of your posts are about how someone in political office is the most awesome person ever, and it isn't actually about policy or about legislation that that person is working to enact, perhaps you've lost focus as well. All right, That's what I'm saying. Both sides here. Okay? We can't just hold up a flag and say, Make America great again. Rah, rah. My guy's awesome and never does anything wrong. No, it's not true. Your guy will do things wrong because your guy is a human. And humans do things that are wrong. And I'm sorry, I, I was going to actually avoid politics mostly today. I had a, something that I thought was actually very interesting to talk about related to Mark Zuckerberg, but now that's going to be on tomorrow because now I've gone all off political on you. But we had a guy come out and start shooting at a congressional baseball practice, walks up and says, are they Republicans or Democrats? Finds out they're Republicans, starts shooting at them. I think perhaps the political narrative in our country has gotten out of hand when someone walks up and says, what's their political affiliation? Oh, okay, if it's the party that I don't like, I'm going to start shooting them. That's not America. It's not the America that I know. And praise God. That Representative Scalise was there and had his security detail there, or as Senator Rand Paul said, it would have been—we would have had a a historically, incredibly tragic day. Because if Representative Scalise and his security detail were not there, it would have been a bloodbath, and we would have had potentially ten to thirteen dead U.S. congressmen. Now, why there's not a security detail there anyway, I don't know. To me, that seems uh, like a failure. And my guess is that when there is a gathering of senators like this in the future, there will now have to be security because this happened. And praise God that Representative Scalise is going to recover. I hope that you'll join me in praying for him and his aide and the other aides that were shot, as well as this, uh, this member of the security detail. And I believe one of the Capitol Police was shot as well. It's amazing It's amazing that there were not more injuries and that there weren't any fatalities from this. The general guesstimate is this this shooter got off 50 to 60 rounds. And I believe uh, as of this morning, the live broadcast, we know of only five or six that were actually wounded or affected by this. That's astonishing in and of itself. I would even say that that's God's hand of protection right there. But I want to I want to finish this segment with this, all right? And we're going to talk to uh Brandon Marshall. He is a linebacker for the Denver Broncos and I I wanted to just have a, a happy fun show where we just did that. It got disrupted by the fact that we had this this shooting this morning, but we'll, we'll get to him in just a few minutes. But I needed to start the show with this because it's 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 unreal to me that this is where the point that the level that we've reached and it should have never come to this. Dare I say you're, it should never come to a point where your social media is consumed with politics. If I'm not saying you can't tweet about legislation or that you can't tweet about issues or that you can't tweet about things you believe and things you support. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you're so many people I see today, it's just, it's like they're obsessed with mocking belittling and undercutting and just just they're just angry and their expression of that anger is how can i make this person look bad on social media let me find the most unflattering picture i can of them and share it with everyone Ooh, there we go now i got them it's it's silly and it's disturbing really Now, Romans 13 says this, it says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same." For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bears not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due, Uh, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. You know, you you may not agree with President Trump. As I said, I don't agree with everything he does. You may not agree with Paul Ryan or everything that he does. I don't. You may not agree uh, with, pick your favorite or least favorite politician. Favorite or least favorite, you're never going to agree with everything that they do, and if you do, I'd encourage you to take a close look at why it is that you agree or disagree with them on everything that they do because they're human and they do make mistakes and it's okay to recognize when someone makes a mistake and to call them out on it. What's not okay is to not give honor to whom honor is due. Our elected officials have been chosen by the people of this country whether or not you happen to like them. They've been chosen and ordained by God, is what Romans 13 says. To rule over us. And if they don't do a good job, we live in a democratic republic, we can vote them out and try again and reset. We have checks and balances in place so that if they do something horrible while they're in office, we can get rid of them without waiting four years. But once they're in that position of authority... Whether or not we agree with them, we should still honor them. This is why Kathy Griffin beheading the president was such a huge deal, not not literally, but the, when she posted a photo of her with a what appeared to be a, a the beheaded head of President Trump. Even Chelsea Clinton said that's not funny. you don't You don't joke about killing the president. It's not funny. We're supposed to give honor to whom honor is due. It doesn't matter what the party affiliation is. If someone is an elected official, they are worthy of our honor because we, the people, have chosen them, and they are ordained by God. And Paul, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, says, I urge, not, you know, maybe if you think about it, but I urge you. Please do this that entreaties and prayers petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men for kings and who for all who are in authority Paul wasn't saying oh you know if you think about it pray for your leaders once in a while no he's saying please 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 pray for the people who rule your country or govern your country in our case And I hope that you will join me, not just today, not just in praying for Representative Scalise's recovery and for his aides recovering the others that were affected by this, but for praying for our country's leaders on a daily basis. That's our duty as Christians and really as Americans. As Americans, we should want our leaders to be safe. We should want our leaders to be successful. Not that their policies will always succeed. That's very different. But we should want what is best for them as individuals. We should want them to be safe. We should want their families to be safe. We should not mock their children. We should give honor to whom honor is due. We're going to take a short break here. When we get back, we'll speak with Brandon Marshall, and we'll move on. But I did want to start with that today. Please pray for Representative Scalise and his aides for their full recovery. All right, welcome back. I want to tell you today about an experience I had this past weekend. You're listening to The Fertile Show on 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio here in Las Vegas. So... For those of you that have listened to this program for any amount of time, you know that I am a huge Denver Broncos fan. I grew up a Broncos fan. It was not something I had a choice in. Yes, I was indoctrinated into the orange and blue, but I'm okay with that. In fact, I think it was one of the best decisions my parents made. <laughs> No, but seriously, I grew up a Broncos fan. My uh, my dad worked for Continental Airlines in Denver, Colorado, and that's when we became Broncos fans. And we have remained such our entire lives. There are no detractors. There are seven. My parents had seven children. All Broncos fans. Even the ones that are married, they they have not left their first love, which is the Denver Broncos. So... Being Broncos fans, sorry about that. I was having a problem with my mic there. We were only having one line of audio in. Anyway, uh, growing up Broncos fans, my brother Jonathan, he was especially, he's always been interested in journalism and sports journalism particularly. And as it turns out, you know what happens when you have a kid who's interested in sports journalism and he grows up a Broncos fan? He just might have some success writing about Broncos and he's done that and he's done very well. I am a a proud big sister and I could just sit here and talk for the entire show about my brother Jonathan and how he had a dream when he was just 14 years old and how he turned that dream into a blog and that blog into a website and how he now runs broncoswire.com for USA Today and some exciting opportunities that he has ahead but I'm not going to do that. I mean I'm not just gonna sit here and brag about my brother Jonathan but I will tell you no matter how old you are follow your dreams. If God gives you a dream. Follow it. You never know where it might lead. And for my brother Jonathan, it's led to some really uh, cool experiences for him. And I've been privileged to tag along on some of those adventures. So this past weekend, he gave me the opportunity for one of those tag along moments. So he uh, he's actually in Canada, or he was this past weekend. He was in Canada with my dad and my brother Jeremiah. They were up there fishing and just having a boys' trip. And he he sent me a direct message on Twitter. Yes, this is how my family communicates. (laughs) Actually, it's only how Jonathan and I communicate. None of my other family members really ever tweet me, but Jonathan and I have three main modes of communication. Uh, Texting, uh, calling, and Twitter. The number one way, Jonathan, actually Snapchat's in there too probably. I only have Snapchat for my family, so if you've ever tried to add me on Snapchat, it's nothing personal, but I solely have it for my family. Those are the only reason that I have Snapchat, so I can see what's going on with my nephews and my siblings and stuff. And John Christ. John Christ is free comedy on Snapchat every day, so it's it's why would I not? But anyway, the number one way Jonathan and I communicate is through Twitter. So he sent me this direct message on Twitter, and he was like, hey, um, Brandon Marshall is going to be in Las Vegas next week, and... I, if I could be there and interview him, I would have done that, but since I'm going to be in Canada, I won't be able to go. Would you be able to go and interview him uh, for for the radio station, and then maybe we can use some quotes on Broncos Wire if you want to do a guest post uh, for us, we can get that up? And I was like oh well maybe i should explain to you who brandon marshall is for those of you who don't know brandon marshall is a linebacker for the denver broncos he's number 54 he was on our super bowl winning team this most uh, recent super bowl not the not our original super bowl win with john ilway though that one was pretty epic pastor shore do you remember that you remember the helicopter okay i thought you did um So when he asked us, I was like, of course, yes, I would love to go. And the more I found out about what Brandon Marshall was going to be here doing, the more excited I became. We've had Brandon's mom, Barbara Marshall, on the show before. Uh, She raised her, her, her daughter and her two sons here in North Las Vegas. They are Las Vegas natives. And her story is pretty incredible and the success that her children have had and what she and they went through. And a lot of that led to uh, Brandon partnering with a man named Jacob Wallace to have these skills camps here in Las Vegas. And I think it's really awesome because we, we, we don't know this so much because we're here in Las Vegas, but in a lot of other cities where you have uh, the national sports teams, they'll do kids camps and kids activities and, and character development stuff fairly regularly. Uh, but here in Las Vegas, since we don't really have a, a national sports team yet, and I'm sure we'll get this once the, uh, the Golden Knights are here once the Raiders are here, but we don't really have anyone coming in and investing in the kids or investing in the kids in our community on a a level like this. But so what Brandon has done and what Jacob Wallace have done is they've partnered together and they, are, they, they came to Nevada. This was their second time here. They came to North Las Vegas, and they put on two different camps. They put on a camp for the younger kids in the morning and essentially did mostly skills and drills with them, just helping them develop uh, their talent on the field. And then in the afternoon for the teenagers, they had uh, a respect and a skills camp. So it started out with a, I'd say, almost a 45-minute session where these boys, you know, they come out, and they think they're just going to be developing skills. They're going to be playing football with with NFL players. And it was really cool. Brandon Marshall was there, but he also brought uh, several other NFL players with him. So it was a really just a neat event. Uh, so all these guys are there, you know, they're pumped. They think they're going to go out and they're going to be playing football with these NFL players. And they were, <laughs> but one of some of them I think didn't realize was that before they ever hit the field, they were going to go down in a classroom and they were going to have real life discussions. And it was amazing. They let, uh, they let me sit in on their conversation with these young men and they just they were super real with them and they said look you know this is this is where your life could go if you make right choices and this is where your life will go if you don't make right choices and they went into a lot of specifics. They went into a lot of things that teenage boys need to hear, and that sadly many of them aren't hearing because uh, their parents aren't telling them, or or you know they may come from a dysfunctional home, and so it's just not it's not happening. But it was really, really neat to see these uh, these football players invest in young men and not just teach them uh, how to be a better player on the field, which they did do. And that was, that was a really neat element of it as well. But before they ever got to that aspect of it, they sat in a classroom and they said, look, this is the right way to treat women. This is the right way to treat other people around you. This is the right way to treat yourself. And this is what's going to happen if you don't do what's right. Your future could could be amazing or you could miss out on being a number one draft pick because of one mistake because of one incident where you choose not to do the right thing and they got very specific they talked about very specific things uh, which I won't get into because some of our listening audience is younger than than what I would normally uh, than what they would talk about because they were talking to an older group of boys and but they didn't just it wasn't a lecture it was a conversation so they split them up into different groups and they had conversations with these young men about different scenarios and different situations and proper ways to respond uh, to life and how to make good choices and it was really neat to see and really neat to see how they these young men responded to these guys and i love uh, mrs marshall had a group brandon marshall had a group another um, uh, another one of the players had a group i forget which one it was and then this gentleman jacob wood who i really he he captured these kids it was amazing to watch him work with them but um, I really appreciated it with Mrs. Marshall with her group I I heard different bits and pieces from each of the different groups so I went around taking pictures and and getting some quotes together for an article that I'll have up on Broncos Wire here later this week but uh, Mrs. Marshall and her group after she was done, she suggested that if the gentleman had any questions or wanted more information or would like to learn more, and, and she encouraged them to visit loveandrespect.org, which I thought was really neat or I'm sorry, not love and loveandrespect.com, love com, which is, of course, uh, the ministry of Dr. Emerson and Sarah Egricks, and we have their their materials available in our bookstore. I just thought it was really cool to see young men being pointed to something like that, to see uh, a group of people, the Marshall family, who are from North Las Vegas, choosing to reinvest back in these young men and not just invest in them to, so that they can get a better scholarship or maybe go a little higher on the draft board. And some of these guys, they were pretty good. I, I'm not gonna lie. Some of the kids out at the skills camp, I was like, "Whoa, he is fast!" Like, there's this one little dude. He was like, he was like a miniature Wes Welker. He's gonna need a huge helmet someday when he grows up. But he was incredible. But uh, anyway, not just not just developing them on the field, but encouraging them to think about the consequences of their choices today and how that will affect them tomorrow. Encouraging them to go and to 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 learn more and to develop themselves by visiting a website like loveandrespect.com. I just thought that was incredible. And uh, so I I wanted to share this with you because this was an opportunity that they gave us. Uh, I was able to speak with uh, with Brandon for about five minutes. I'll share that with you. And then uh, we also talked with his mom, Barbara Marshall, and uh, the co-founder of this organization. His name is uh, Jacob. Jacob Wallace, and I think you will enjoy uh, our conversations. And then I will come back in before we hit the break, and just tell you a little bit more about uh, how the day went down and how you can get your kids involved if you've got some sons that are playing football and you want them to participate. We will give you some information about that in just a few minutes. All right, we're here talking with Brandon Marshall outside Canyon Springs High School, where he's putting on a camp for young people. Tell us about what you're doing here, how long you've been here, and uh, why you picked Las Vegas. Why, why here?
2: Oh uh, man, uh, you know I'm, I put on a youth camp. Yeah. Uh, you know we're integrating skills but also with the older kids we you know we're having to respect camp yeah. uh, you know talking about uh, having or creating healthy relationships how to have them how to build them um, you know domestic violence uh, you know different things of, of that nature and I think it's it's, it's huge for us to, to teach the kids sure. um, this because you know they're right at that, that cusp that, that, that age that um, um, you know that they're getting tempted you know different things can happen so you know I'm definitely uh, you know trying to also get back you know, uh, as far as athletically, mm-hmm. you know, get my wisdom, my skills. But at the same time, I'm trying to give them life skills as well.
1: Sure. Sure. And I, I think it's awesome. You've let us sit in here for a little while with you guys, and you're going to have some skills going on here later. Absolutely. But is there a reason you talked first about relationships and about life issues, and then you're going to go talk football?
2: Oh man, I, I, th- I think uh, you know it, it's important that they hear it first. Yep. Then we go out, you know. Yeah. If I put them through all the drills, they're going to be tired and they're going to come in. and They might not pay attention. So I think this is important, and I want to give them give them some incentive in paying attention by giving away gifts, headphones, and sure. you know. Yeah, give you
1: guys headphones. gave away some nice stuff. I was oh. like, I won't raise my hand. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> what uh, did you attend any camps like this when you were a kid?
2: Never, never. No? I never had a camp like this which is why I want to um, right. put one on. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I had to you know, go through life and, and just learn on the fly. Sure. And I want to be able to do, help these kids out, teach them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe they could uh, not make some of the mistakes that other people do make.
1: Sure. And did you grow up here in Las Vegas?
2: Absolutely. I'm from Las Vegas, which is why I had to camp in Las Vegas.
1: Awesome. Awesome. What? Uh, how long are you guys here?
2: Uh, well, I'm here. I, I go back on Monday. We got practice on Tuesday. So, okay. you know, um, this is my last day, last day. Uh, you know, doing my community events. So... Uh, Uh, You know, I'm just really excited to be here, man, and give back. Yeah,
1: awesome. All right. Um, so let's. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions related to the Broncos? Okay, okay. your hamstring injury. Right. Are you feeling good? You ready to go? You think that's all taken
2: oh, care of? Oh no, that's, that's all behind me. I'm that's ready to good. go. I'm feeling good. I'm excited.
1: So Denver's defense. Obviously, no fly zone. Yeah. We're the best. Absolutely. I'm a Broncos fan, so I can say that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, though? We've had a little bit of a problem stopping the run, yeah. right? What do you think we need to do to improve in that area?
2: Uh, man, I think you know. It... We just gotta get off blocks. You know, we got everybody. Gotta get off blocks. We gotta work hard. We gotta. Um... You know we have oh, okay. got a different you know kind of similar, similar scheme yeah. but with a little different spice on it so uh, I think we'd be just fine.
1: What uh, what quarterback would you like to sack the most this season?
2: Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 I haven't gotten to him yet but I, 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 that's my dream.
1: Well I hope you sack him more than once. So Absolutely. <laughs> who's uh, Who's the funniest player in Denver's locker room? Is it you?
2: Uh nah, I, I say it's, uh, I give it to a key or T J Ward both of them I think okay. I think they're tied. All right
1: awesome so if there was uh, I know your time is very valuable and limited here. If there was one piece of advice you were going to leave with these young people today, what yeah. would that be?
2: Uh, you know, oh man, there's so much.
1: I know. You, you, can, you <laughs> can have more, so than you so can pick more than one thing. You can pick more than
3: one.
2: I would say, you know, um, you know, when, when 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 you know you're in a situation and uh, you know uh, temperatures uh, or you, you know your, your temper rises, you know situations get heated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think about. You know, before you belittle that woman or, you know, talk down on a disrespect or hit her, yeah. you know, think about what if somebody did that to your mom, your yeah. sister, yeah. Uh, your auntie, you know, somebody in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if, if you disrespect a woman, you know, that's somebody's daughter. yeah, uh, That's somebody's, you know, sister. So yeah. uh, I think, you know, I want them to really think about that first.
1: Yeah. I guess I have one more I just remembered. The Raiders are coming to Las Vegas. Yes. You're from Las Vegas. Right. How do you feel about this? Are you thinking... Okay. Do I want to finish my career? Obviously, I don't want you to leave the Broncos because I'm a Broncos fan, but, you know, it's home. How do you feel about the Raiders being here? you think that's a good move? And are you thinking, you know, down the line maybe it might be a nice place to end up?
2: I think it's a great move, man. I think it's a great move for the city. Um, you know, who knows? We'll see. If the Broncos don't want me by 2020 or whatever, <laughs> and the Raiders do, then I'm all for it. Yeah. All well, you'll
1: it. get to come home at least Absolutely. twice a year yeah, so, least, or once a year. Yes, yeah, so so, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. All right. Well, we look forward to having you here in our city more often, and Absolutely. thank you so much God bless. All right, we're here with Barbara Marshall at uh, Brandon Marshall's Respect Camp, right? This is the Respect Camp. You had Skills Camp this morning. Tell us a little bit about why this is important to you specifically. Well, this part
3: is the Skills Camp. We had the Respect Camp, which was in the classroom mm-hmm. um, earlier with the older boys. And Brandon's vision was to talk to the older young men about dating, about dating violence, about you know being respectful. And, you know, how to handle themselves in situations. And um, the boys were really receptive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we gave away prizes. They had a great time. I mean, they they were interactive. They opened up and they spoke. And so now we brought them out on the field to have some fun. They're, they're going to do a few little drills, and then they're going to have some seven-on-seven.
1: Seven. Yeah, and I love just the order of it. I think helped mm-hmm. with the priority of it. You know, mm-hmm. you help them that's see right. this is the most important thing. Character is your most important mm-hmm. thing. Now we'll go out on the field. So I thought that was awesome that that's how you start out with these older kids. And I know you know, we've talked in the past, you've come on the radio before and we've talked about your past and your history and I know this is something that's very uh, close to your heart is getting these guys on the right track early on. Right. Um, Why is it like, is this something that you wish Brandon would have had something like this to come to when he was growing up?
3: Most definitely um, you know, Brandon, he had my dad and, and my brother, sure. but you know, they couldn't always be there. And for somebody in, from the community to come and give back, that, that would have been great. That would have meant a lot. A lot to him.
1: Yeah. So what do you think is the most important thing that these kids are able to learn You know, from you, from all the volunteers, and from Brandon coming out here today? What are they seeing when they see him come back to Las Vegas like this?
3: Um, they see that he he loves Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That it, he's on his social media. He always speaks speaks about it because, you know, this was his hometown, born and raised. Yeah. And I think they see that... Um, Someone, I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion, but he's still taking time out, you know, to work with the kids, you know, to come and speak with them, interact with them, and I think um, speaking on character integrity, they. They're listening, mm-hmm. you know, because they see that, oh, hey, you know, he's he's just like me. He's
1: from, you yeah. know, where I'm from. Yeah. This has got to make you so proud as a mom to see him out here doing this. I'm very proud. Yeah, And today's a special day for Brandon here in Las Vegas as well. Is that right? Correct.
3: Today is what's known as Brandon Marshall Day in uh, North Las Vegas. He received a proclamation, um, and um, the city just recognized him for his community service giving back and you know being a product of uh,
1: north las vegas and you have about 150 kids out here today is that the number that you shoot for
3: yes we this year we did it differently um we broke them up into two sections we had um, nine through 12 year olds this morning and then we have the 13 through 18 year olds this afternoon this way we can cater to them give them a little bit more hands-on attention
1: sure is this something you guys are planning to do annually or expand to other locations or is it just a las vegas thing
3: this is going to be annually here in Las Vegas, and we're also planning on um, putting on a camp in Denver in the near future.
1: And So the Raiders are coming to town. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Right. Which means, though, that Brandon and the Broncos will be coming at least once a year. Correct. You looking forward to seeing him play here in Vegas? Yes, I am. All my family's here. You
3: know, I was born and raised here, so it's going to be nice to come, and um, a lot of my family that doesn't you know, get the opportunity to travel, Um, they can, you know, be in town for a game.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Marshall. I appreciate you taking the opportunity to talk with us for a few minutes here today. Thank you. Okay, we're here with Jacob wait, Wallace, Wallace. Yeah. Jacob Wallace at Brandon Marshall's. Uh, so he has skills camp this morning, respect camp this afternoon. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with this, what you and Brandon are here doing uh, these few days.
0: So Brandon and I partnered to create the Williams Marshall Cares Leadership Program, which is his, his charity foundation. And our goal was to give the guys something important in our form of like a rookie symposium in our respect camp. Uh, we do a lot of development early in the day with some of the younger kids, you know, looking from like ages 9 to 12, and then from 13 to 18, in the evening we do like a 7 on 7, get a little bit more competitive, but at the end of the day we're trying to accomplish our goals of having fun, the Fundamentals Camp that's what USA Football pushes, that's what we support, uh, and that's what we're trying to do out here.
1: Yeah, and you you mentioned USA Football you got a USA Football Fundamentals shirt on, obviously Brandon's with the Broncos how did this kind of merge together and become something that you guys are doing?
0: Well, I figure we look at ourselves as being the plug and outlet sure. so they we created the platform for our community they help support that and kind of enhance what we're trying to do and so we just came together and and they you know we actually got a grant from usa football uh to help kind of offset some of the costs of putting on an expensive camp like this and um you know, it's just, it was a match made in heaven, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, so you have your skills camp in the morning, your respect camp in the afternoon, where you guys really focus on a lot of the character aspect of things. Why is that so important? Why is that something that you focus on so much with these kids before you even hit the field?
0: Well, most of these kids, since they're older, they're closer to going to the next level than some of our younger kids. And so I think one of the things that we do as coaches, as life coaches, uh, as mentors, as ambassadors of uh of being good humanitarians is we focus so much sometimes on talented people and we don't focus in on the character so we develop all the talent so they're great on the field on the basketball court on the baseball field but we, we we fail sometimes to start develop the character until they get in trouble so we try to be proactive first develop the character first and then let them hit the field so they they get great information when they come on the field they can show their talent and realize like hey when i as i move on and as my career grows these are values that I want to start sharing with people. These are things that I want to start putting into play.
1: Yeah, and character is obviously something that you're very passionate about, and Brandon's very passionate about. How is that something that, that you developed that you were like, this is something we have to instill in these kids at a young age?
0: Well, I was young too, and we, I think sometimes we, we can't fail to realize that, like, when when you're a young person, that um, to be successful, you know, you got to buy into self. You got to build self a lot. You got to develop self. You got to bring your better you out. And that's what I was able to do. And I came from, you know, some humble beginnings and so i just learned that like if i build on my own character that it'd get me far in life i got i was blessed i got lucky that i fell into working with professional athletes and and especially in the philanthropic space and so i just want to share that with them what helped me become successful brand did the same thing he built his character first before he became a great athlete
1: yeah sure all right so if people are just now hearing about this and they're like, can't believe i missed it is this something that you guys are doing on an annual basis here in las vegas and is it going to be growing around the country or how often will this be happening
0: so we're gonna we started off and we and we wanted to do it definitely uh, just uh, local here in Las Vegas, in North Las Vegas. We're gonna to try to expand it into Denver, hopefully into California, trying to get in the states that are big football country type places uh, and just see where it goes. We'd like to take a global, especially the respect camp. And if they want to learn about this, you know, the skill sets of you know great American athletes, we'll bring
1: that too. Awesome. All right, well thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. So those were our conversations with Brandon Marshall, linebacker for the Denver Broncos, his mom, Barbara, and co-founder, Jacob Wallace. I just want to say thank you to each of them for letting me come out there. My sister, Jessie, was able to come out as well. And uh, it was really just, it was a fun, fantastic event. They were so hospitable, so kind to us. And what I heard over and over again, even from those that weren't interviewed Officially, but a lot of Brandon's family and friends were there, and I would have conversations with different ones of them. And what everyone said over and over was that, you know, this is who uh, Brandon is. You know, he's not just a football player, and he's not just here to have some sort of publicity stunt. He really cares about these kids, and he wants them uh, not to make some of the mistakes that other people make. He wants them to develop their character and that was just really neat to see that that was the reoccurring theme no matter who you talk to it was all about this is who he is and this is what he wants uh, for these young people and he really cares about them and you could see that you could see that when they got when they were having their conversation in the classroom you could see that when they got out on the field Uh, it was really funny I don't know if if you've ever been to a football practice before but so there's there's the defense and the offense, even if they're on the same team, like the defense is all about the defense and the offense is all about the offense, and it's really hard to explain if you've never been to a football practice before. But if you have, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So, when when a defender, when the running drills and a def- on the player on the defensive side makes an awesome play, like the whole defense just goes nuts. And by, the other way around, when it's the offense, if, if you're standing on the sideline, somebody on the offense uh somebody on the offensive side makes an amazing play the whole offense goes crazy and it's just this continual competition as as they work to make each other better and uh Brandon Marshall of course is a defensive player so he's a linebacker so like he would he was he was encouraging and celebratory for all the kids but there were especially towards the end of the the older kids skills camp in the evening as they were running some drills and pass plays <laughs> there were two times in particular that the the kid that was playing cornerback just made an amazing move on the ball and had an interception. And, like, you could tell all the defensive players, all of the – because the cause kids are from different schools, but all the kids from that school, they just went crazy. And you, Brandon and, uh, and the other NFL guys, they would start cheering and running down the field and high-fiving these kids. Like, they were just so into it. They were there. They were having a good time, and they were – Taking their time to invest in these young people. So, our thanks to Brandon Marshall and the Marshall family and Mr. Jacob Wallace for coming here and for investing in our kids in North Las Vegas. They will be back. This is something they do annually here in north las vegas and you can register uh, if you have sons and you'd like them to be participating in this it is something that you can register them uh, for and uh, i'll try and get more information available for that once the 2018 dates have been released i will mention those too you can also just check out uh, you can just google brandon marshall skills camp las vegas and you'll be able to find information about it that way as well This is 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church here in Las Vegas. Be sure to join us for church this evening, Wednesday night, our 7 o'clock service. We have kids programs. We have our Wednesday in the Word study with Pastor Tice in the main auditorium for the adults and the adults at heart, if you will. Be sure to join us again tomorrow here on KVXL 101.1 FM for The Frittle Show. I don't know exactly who we're talking to tomorrow or what we're talking about. It will be as much of a surprise to me as it is to you. Isn't that exciting? Even if it's not, you should still tune in because, I mean, why would you not? You have nothing better to do, right? I know you don't. Come on. Seriously. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks to our listeners over at the405media.com as well. Have a great day, and we will see you back here tomorrow, same time. Same place.